Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby. Be better. Stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Um, first, want, want to want to I hope everybody's okay. Yeah, I uh, just want to apologize to the, the listeners out there. Where, uh, the show is coming out a little bit later um, hey, than we listen, normally do. Listen, listen, listen. They understand. They know. Listen, if this was. Like let's say we're on ESPN or something. Let's say like we're 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 a big time show. Let's say we're we're doing all that kind of stuff. They understand. Um, you know, uh, sometimes life gets in the way. You know, you gotta. You know, there's things in life that you have to take care of uh, before you uh, before you do anything. Okay, well, let's just be honest. I fell the fuck asleep. Well, all right. Okay, well, we'll we'll, we'll I'll leave. I take will half. take the. I'll, I'll I understand you. Yeah, I, I want to. I know you want to say so. Like no, I because you have legitimate life stuff. That's fine, but adulting sucks. It does. <laughs> it does. Um, but also, I just fell the fuck asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that uh, is part of adulting too. I mean, when you're getting up there in 60, 70 years old, you got to take your four o'clock naps. Dude, I feel like I'm eighty fucking. <laughs> First of all, diabetes sucks. I was probably out there like this. It's just a terrible fucking thing. So. <laughs> You know, and that's it. Some days you'll find out you have a, you have a nice lunch and you're feeling fine. And next thing you know, you're fucking sleeping for three hours in the middle of the fucking day for no reason. And uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're wondering, is this it? Is this is this where the is this where the coma comes in? Is this is this where I die? Is, is this the big one, Elizabeth? <laughs> yeah, I'm coming, Elizabeth. Oh, this is the big one. So, uh, so yeah, there is nobody. There is nobody out there that's going to get that fucking reference. Not not, not nowadays. Uh... I mean. Listen, I don't. It depends well, on how yeah. old our audience is. Yeah, but I guarantee our audience isn't going to be like. Uh, maybe we have some people that are as old as us. Yeah, but maybe not. Like honestly, anybody under thirty-five has no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Which is really, you know, uh, and we'll, we'll get going on the sports here in a second here. But it, which is really sad though, because like the Red Green Show, you know, Sanford and Son, even Married with Children. Red Green. Red Green is so fucking. It's still to this day. If you can catch reruns of fucking Red Green. Just the absolute best shit, you it, know. It but is, I, and, and, and that's it. I grew up on that. It, it's funny because, um, you know, well, I watched uh, Daytona this past Sunday NASCAR, and uh, the one car kept getting wrecks and everything was so covered in duct tape. It was a white and blue car, and by the time he got done with the duct tape, the whole front end with the hood was all silver. And so it looked like red green. It looked like a red car. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but that's what I mean. Like I grew up on that stuff. Like I grew up on the old British shows. Like Are You Being Served and Keeping yeah. Up Appearances and things like that. And 
uh, watching the old Monty Pythons, watching the old Doctor Who's used to come on PBS yeah. when I was a kid. I mean, that's how I got introduced to that stuff. So, like, I like all that stuff. And, and like, some of the stuff has carried on. Like, Doctor Who, people know who the fuck Doctor Who is for the most part in general. Yeah. Uh, but, like, some other stuff, like, with keeping up appearances and you go with, uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Bouquet or something. Like, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about with uh, that shit. And uh, it's a shame, man, because I'll tell you what. Red Green is maybe one of the best things that ever came out of Canada. Probably. Maybe one of the best things came out of Canada. Outside of Kurt, which, by the way, I got a bone to pick. And I don't know if anybody from ESPN listens, but I got a fucking bone to pick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Flo- here we floor go. Is, floor is yours. Stepping up on the soapbox here. ESPN. It's not like you have to put any of the production costs in. It's not like you have to do really anything. Um, so I want to know what the fuck is up with your decision to not show the Scotties and the Briar curling championships down here in the United States on your on your streaming platform, on ESPN Plus or ESPN3 or whatever they've been doing. They've been doing that for about the last seven years. I've become accustomed to it. Most American curling fans have. And as you know, uh, I, you especially know, and if anybody out there doesn't know who has been listening to the show, I'm a big curler, big yeah. curling fan. Love it. One of my favorite fucking things. Uh Around every February, you get the Scotties Tournaments of Hearts, uh, which is the Women's Curling Championship up in Canada. And then about a week or two after that, you have the Briar Curling Championship. That's for the men. That's for the penis people. They're up there (laughs) doing that. Um, And it's it's just the best time of year. I look forward to it. I get my Tim Hortons coffee ready to go gonna sit up in the morning watching these bunch of curls gotta go hurry hard go hard <laughs> gotta go debbie gotta go like you know i love that shit it's fun um it's relaxing i don't care like listen people watch golf so yeah. don't come at me for saying oh you watch curling you still yeah well you watch golf and you other people watch cars go around in a circle suck my dick <laughs> hey um, i'm one of those I know you are, but I also know that you made fun of me for curling, too. So you are one of the ones that can suck my dick. Uh, I, I like curling, too, though. Uh, you know, but that's the thing is, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there getting ready. And then I, it, it comes out literally like 12 hours before the tournament starts. Oh, ESPN didn't uh, they didn't sign a, a, a rights deal with, with TSN. Which is ESPN in Canada? They they yeah. use the same font. They use the same everything up there. Like it's called Sports Center. Only they switch the R and the E because the Canadians have to be British. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's 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 all the they're all owned basically by the same people. It's the same channel. It's 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 it is what it is. They can't just broadcast it down here. No, apparently not. They said no. They're not doing it. So uh, for this past week, where I should have been watching curling and being excited and enjoying my coffee and uh, uh, watching a bunch of uh, Canadian broads just just hurl rocks at each other. Uh, I haven't been able to. So ESPN, uh, uh, again, I don't know if you listen to us. I don't know if you anybody from there would, would ever hear this or not. Maybe I'll post it and uh, uh, tag them on Twitter uh, just so they can hear this clip. Lick the sourest part of my taint with that <laughs> bullshit fucking decision, and give me back my fucking curling. Okay, so, sorry, I was like, so what, what times do you usually come on? Like, uh, like morning? It's usually on all day. It's on usually all day. It starts okay. in the morning, and you have your early games because there's. I mean, they they play a bunch of games during it. There's usually like three draws per day. Okay, which is what you know what they call the, the games. So you have your early morning ones. You'll have your afternoon ones, and then you'll have an evening one. You know, and there'll be four or five games, depending on how big the the ice is and how, you know how many how many uh, rinks they have. Yeah. Uh, so you get to, you know, it's it's an all day thing. So like even like if you're at work and you miss one, or if you're doing something, like you're you're going to be able to watch curling at some point during the day. Yeah. Um. Was I nope. re- said no? You're not. No, the fuck you're not. And I was like, oh man, I'm sorry. I know. Listen, I know. First world problems, <laughs> people problems, uh, all all the other stuff you want to say. I don't care. I want my fucking curling. All right. <laughs> what they? Uh... I know. Listen, we're about to all die in a nuclear war. Can we get some <laughs> fucking curling down here for the love of Christ? What they replace it with? Well, nothing. It was they streamed it. It was streaming like oh, on, okay, like okay. ESPN Plus or ESPN Three. Yeah. They, 
they were done all the time. Okay. Uh, and that's what I mean. Like for the last couple of years, that's that's what it uh, that's what I've been been watching it on, and that's what I was expecting this year. I was getting all jacked. I was like, I made sure I had a stockpile of Tim Hortons coffee ready to go. By the way, Tim Hortons coffee, fantastic. But again, that's another great thing to come out of Canada. I I really think outside of their communist healthcare shit uh, and their awful political leaders uh, and their entirely insane batshit woke culture they have now, I'm pretty much Canadian. You know, I was going to say, you must have been like Canadian in, in a uh, past life. In a past life or something. That's what I mean, man, because I love the cold. I love hockey. I love curling. Uh, I love most of the Canadian women. There are some hot ones up there. I mean, you think about uh, Elisha. Remember Elisha Cuthbert? People don't remember her, man. She was a smoke show in the early 2000s. I mean, if, you had, if you had a picture and I saw, I might remember, but the name don't sound uh, um, familiar. Did you ever watch 24? Uh, I know what With, you're talking uh, about. Keeper Sutherland? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, his daughter in that show. Oh, okay. Um, she also did the, what was that? The movie, the uh, the girl next door. Oh, oh, okay. Where she played the porn star. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she was an absolute smoke show. Uh, I got Wayne. A lot Simmons. of funny comedians come from there. You know, that's I mean Canada has a lot outside of their bullshit. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I really think that there's a part of me that I love Canadian beer. Poutine is fucking delicious. You're oh, talking man. about cheese curds and gravy on French fries. Get the fuck out of here. Who doesn't want that? Anything that sounds like turd, I'm not eating. Well, it's poutine. It doesn't sound like turd. But the, you said there's cheese curds on it. Curds, turds. Curds, yes. Yeah. It's so, fucking cheese. It's no, cheese. It's, 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 it's cheese, cheese fries with gravy. <laughs> it's basically disco fries here in Jersey. It's it's a it's a Canadian version of disco fries. <laughs> fucking delicious. The only bad thing about Canada is, again, like I said, their political leaders they're getting a little bit too woke. And Quebec, outside of that, and even Quebec has its upsides. Like the Montreal strip clubs, I've heard are second to none. Well, and, and probably the Maple Leafs too. Toronto Maple like Leafs. The, well, Maple Leafs suck dick, yeah, so they can go to hell. And the, and the Canadians, you know, the Montreal Canadians. I hate, you know, I, again, I don't like French Canada, but I do want to go to a Quebec strip show simply because I heard, I've heard that they put the Atlanta strip clubs to shame. Really? Like, do you know how good you got to be to yeah. say that you're going to have people come out of there and say Atlanta's number two in that situation <laughs> when it comes to the strip clubs? Atlanta's entire economy is based on a strip club. <laughs> So again, that's uh, it's one of those bucket list things. At yeah. some point, I do I do need to visit Montreal, and I do need to visit some of those strip clubs and see how them <laughs> French Canadians fucking do that shit. You know, I, I it just it's one of the got to do it. Well, I if mean, just for the curiosity, if just for the science of it, it's, it's purely for research. It's purely scientific, but I got to see what that's about. It's nice to see our shows off to a great start today. <laughs> hey, you know what? Football's done. Well, the NFL is done anyway. You know, we're, well, we're yeah. this, is, this is the no, listen. This is this is silly season. It's so, time yeah. to get up. We got to find things to talk about. And if we're going to be talking about curling in Canada, might as well talk about French Canadian strip clubs. So I mean, <laughs> here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, even though it's it's the the slow season, I mean, free agency starts what probably about two three more weeks. Yeah, and things are already popping off as far as, uh, you know, uh, some news about, please, you know, where people might be going, things yeah. like that, coaching moves, coaching decisions, things like that. So there's things happening. Quarterbacks asking for more than they're, they're worth, you know. Uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> I wonder who you're <laughs> referencing there. Uh, yeah, Daniel Jones asking for 45 a year. Here, Here's here's the only thing I well, was... Daniel Jones is not asking for that. His, his new agent, agent okay. is asking for that. So, so here, here's you know. the thing, though, about that number. And this is just for, like, all players, too. You hear that number, and that's really not the number you got to look at because it's the guaranteed money. It, it could be 45 a money. year. Absolutely. It could be, you know, 25% guarantee, which then he's only making, what, 15 million? And that's what I mean, is Joe, Joe Shine's going to find a way to work this around, and the agent's going to find a way to work this around. And also, that's a, that, you know, the number up there is is the higher end number, but you can always work down from that. Yeah. Like, I, I think Daniel Jones and his agent know what his worth is, is somewhere less than that. Yeah. But you start off high... And then you're able to work your way down. Yeah. 
and you're able to say, well, how about this or this, or how about we do this, but we do this as an incentive and we do this, but we do this as guaranteed money. And this is this and blah, blah, blah. And you can add an extra year or like, they'll again, I'm no financial whiz. I know that there are people that can do that. Uh, you know, uh, the, the GM down in Tampa was famous for being able to play a show game with people's contracts and yeah. keep everything under the cap, even though they had everybody down there, which was really kind of incredible. Uh, so it can be done. Um, you know, so again, I, I, don't, I don't see that as anything bad as much as people like to say, like when they say, oh, Daniel Jones got a new agent. Oh, he's asking for this much money. Oh, this is how well, this is terrible. This is going to be bad. Are the Giants going to get him? Is he going to go? So No, he's not. I, I Again, I think this is just all, it's all part of the plan. Yeah. Part of the process. Um, so I, I'm not one of the ones that is, you know, screaming about it. Like, oh, my God, who does Daniel Jones think he is? I think Daniel Jones thinks he's the franchise quarterback of the New York Giants. Um, and again, part of this is on the Giants as well, because they didn't they didn't give him that fifth year option, rightfully so. Yeah. But at that point, again, you make Daniel Jones bet on himself, and he did. And listen, and he won. It paid out. Yeah. It's time for him to cash. You know, he that bet paid off. It's time for him to cash out and get that and and uh, and get the money that he earned. Uh, you know, so I think what you're probably looking at is a, is a lower number, but with incentives. Yeah. I think like if the Giants make it to this round, if Daniel Jones reaches this amount of completion percentage or, um, you know, plays this amount of games, runs this amount of yards, uh, you know, is an MV- gets an MVP vote or yeah. something like that. Like, you know, they, they always add that reaches Super Bowl wins, you know, all that yeah. kind of shit is that they'll put a lot of incentives in there, which then, of course, it's why they're called incentives. They incentivize him to play, continue his play very well. Um, again, he's got the, the core coaching staff is back now. Yeah, He's got Kafka back on there. So he's working again with uh, Brian Dable, who's obviously done very well with him, and Mike Kafka, who's done very well with him. Uh, hopefully, they get a deal done that allows them to still use a lot of that money to get more pieces. I saw that they resigned uh, Hodges right? too. Which is a dude, what for $800,000 yeah. or something like that? For what what a great pickup, especially the way that kid played at the end of the year going from practice squad in Buffalo to coming here and being basically uh with him and Sterling Shepard were the only reliable Giants wide receivers and again with Sterling I say reliable relatively because the Giants didn't have anybody. <laughs> yeah. So he still dropped a couple passes, but I mean, he was as good as a receiver as the Giants had. Uh, but in the late late season and uh, and in the playoff game against Minnesota, there was nobody more reliable than Hodgins. Yeah. So I think that's a great pickup to keep him there, almost as as a as a security blanket. That, uh, that's the way I look at it as. Right. You know. And then again, if it's a one year contract, if he does well here, he's going to get broken off. Yeah. So I mean, there is there is. I mean, it's it's. I still see a lot of promise here. I don't see doom and gloom. I don't see a what the fuck is going on there with the Giants. I don't see that. Um, I know your concern uh, with Daniel Jones and the number he's talking about is that if he gets what he's asking for or anywhere close to what he's asking for, that's going to be Jalen Hurts' contract is going to go way the fuck exactly. up. Exactly. That's that's what I mean. I, just, I saw a report yesterday that. Um, the front office is hoping to have the contract hammered out and done, signed, sealed, delivered before the combine, which I think is uh, end of February, like uh, next week, I think it is, 28th. We are in the end of February. That would be the beginning of March. So so within the next week, they think they could have it hammered out. And I, I, I'm not reading too much into this A.J. Brown quote. I hope Eagles fans aren't either. Uh, he was on a show, a podcast, maybe it was with Shady McCoy or someone like that, and he just looked into the camera and, and told Howie Roseman, if you don't pay Jalen Hurts, ship me off somewhere else. I don't think A.J. Brown is that's, serious. Listen, listen, that's that's some, first of all, we know Jalen Hurts is getting paid. The Eagles are not letting him go. Yeah, The Eagles are not, not going to sign him. They're not going to work out. You know, it's not, it's not like they're not going to give him a fucking con. Like, listen, if Jalen Hurts has shown anything, is that he's the Eagles quarterback for the next 10 years. Yeah. 
That's bottom line. As much as you hated them in the beginning. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. about. <laughs> uh, you know, I, listen, I was there. I remember. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but he has proven that he is the Eagles quarterback, franchise quarterback, for the next 10 years. I mean, listen, that guy was basically a fumble away from winning the Super Bowl. And I think even if, they, if, if he doesn't fumble that ball yeah. and the Chiefs still win the Super Bowl, I think there's a good chance he wins the MVP, being maybe only the second person from a losing team to win the MVP. He was that fucking good in that game. Oh, yeah. And all year long, too. And that's the, the other point that somebody brought up was, listen, every game that he played this year, Eagles won. Yeah. The only games the Eagles lost outside of the Super Bowl uh, were the ones that Minshew played in. Yeah. So um, at the end of the day, that guy, that guy is your guy, is the guy. So I think what A.J. Brown was just, I mean, he was being kind of hyperbolic there. He was just, you know, wanting to, you know, say stuff like, like you know, that that's kind of like one of those, like, dumb things, you know, yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, you, you you tell the girl that you're married to, like, you ever cheat on me, I'm, I'll be leaving here, even though, you know, she's loyal and she's never going to do that, so, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> some of y'all need to check out on some of your business. But, uh, you know, like, it's, it's this thing, like, listen, it's, he, know, AJ Brown knows the world knows that Jalen Hurts is going to be signing with the Eagles, and he's going to be signing for a pretty hefty contract. Yeah, um, I think to your uh, thing though, they might want to sign him before the Giants sign Daniel Jones. Yeah, um, but here's the thing: all of a sudden, the NFC East has got three to maybe four pretty good quarterbacks, if not great quarterbacks, and and that's just. Position players. I mean, coaches wise too. It's making these teams a lot better too. With uh, Bienemy going to Washington, we got Bien- Well, here's the thing: is Bienemy going? And and I, I think Bienemy going to Washington is him trying to basically prove that he is an offensive mind and an offensive talent, and that he could do. Because a, a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stuff we've been hearing coming out of Kansas City, especially. Uh, Shady McCoy was one of the ones that yeah. said, uh, "Listen, all all of what you see is Andy Reid, and not really anything is Bianami. Like, just so take that for what it is." Yeah, and he's not the only player to have said that who has spent time in Kansas City. Um, that you know, it's really not Bianami. That it's a lot, a lot of it, if not all of it, is Andy Reid. Um, and the other thing is too, like remember everybody was perplexed. They thought it was racism why why the enemy wasn't getting a head coaching job, and he was getting all these interviews. But he was, like, th- there's something there where either people aren't confident enough to give it to the enemy, or he just doesn't interview well, or maybe they are concerned about uh, whether or not he is the the offensive mind or guru behind Kansas City. So I think this move is a lot of let me get out from Andy Reid. Yeah. You know, who, let's face facts, is one of the better offensive minds in the history of the NFL. Yeah. Um, and let's go to to the commanders here, or whatever they're going to be called, hopefully the Red Wolves, once Bezo takes over. Um, and let's let's start from there and prove. It's almost like he has to reprove himself. The guy's got two rings now. He went to the five straight AFC championship games, but because of the situation, it feels like he still has to prove himself. Yeah. And that's understandable, given of you know the fact that it was Andy Reid and that you had players uh, and people personnel in the building saying that it is Andy Reid, not the enemy. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but again, and Washington has that uh, that that quarterback. That, who was that quarterback they tried out and actually turned out to be pretty good? Like it was like why are they why are they sitting Heineke? Because uh, you know it seemed like they they were having a chance for the go for the playoffs and stuff like that, and then they switched to the other kid. Uh, but the your kid other kid that, actually turned out to be the kid that played at the end. Of the season, yeah, Sam yeah. Howell, I think his name is. Sam, that's it. I knew it was S something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, apparently that kid is 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 good. How funny! How funny would it be is if this is the reason why the enemy came to Washington to, to to prove that he's an actually good coach? How funny would it be if he, this Sam Howell, turns out to be the like Patrick Mahomes two point oh? Could be. Yeah, and I mean, it could be. And what? A, and and maybe that's what brought him in. Maybe that's why he said, I'll go there because the kid looks like 
he's got some talent and everything that came out from because I think he he's the one who played against Dallas when they blew out Dallas. Yeah, it was like, wow, this kid is this kid's got something. Yeah, he's got something. And you think about it, Washington's set up pretty well. They have like if Sam Howell is what everybody thinks he is, then you have a good quarterback. You have Scary Terry. Yeah. As your wide receiver, as your main wide receiver number one, which is a pretty good wide receiver number one. Uh, then you have the defense where hopefully uh, uh, Chase Young. There we go. Chase Young plays this year, actually. Yeah, stays out of his gets own way. His injury. He was out all, all, all last year. Yeah. So hopefully he gets back to it and, and plays as he did his rookie year um, and that we know that he can play as. And I mean, if that's going to be the case, then Washington, again, we're talking about the NFC beast being back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to have all four teams are going to be pretty well, uh, pretty well set up and stationed here, especially if the Giants can just pick up. some. the Giants need some wide receiver pieces. They need some defensive pieces. But if they pick up some of those things, the Giants are right there. Again, they have a great coaching staff. I think they, they have. Daniel Jones is their guy, and they have some key pieces on that defense that you can build around. You get those key pieces, you build around it, you put in some p- nice pieces all around them, which I think Dayball and Shine can do. You put everything there together. I think the Giants can be well. Right now, you have the Eagles as a top look, and I'll be honest, looking at it, you know, I think they're good, but maybe it, you know, third or fourth in this whole thing is the Cowboys. And that's, you know, now there's questions about Dak. I was going to say, I'm glad you brought that up. I saw that the was it Jerry that said it about C.J. Stroud, the the Ohio State quarterback that if he has a chance to, or that that he that the Ohio State quarterback intrigues them. So basically, if they had a chance to draft that quarterback, they would. Yeah, they got no chance to draft him now. C.J. C.J.'s going at the top. And I wonder where either 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 yeah. he's going to the Bears, who are going to trade Justin Fields. Yeah, which they say they're not going to, but apparently there's still a lot of scuttlebutt that it's it's not a done deal. Which I'm not sure if that's the smartest way I, to go yeah. about it. I, I don't think it's the smart um, thing to do. You, or you, the Bears trade, or the Bears pick somebody else, and then Houston picks up CJ. But CJ Stroud's going either one or two. Yeah. I don't think he's dropping any further than that. Um, so we'll see. Uh, on what happens with that. I don't think, again, I don't think the Cowboys are going to move on from deck and I don't think they can move on from deck with that contract. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the same thing with, uh, you know, when you talk about contracts, you got to talk about old dark room himself, Aaron Rodgers. you know, yeah, again, yeah. I think there's only one or two places where he's going. If not the Packers. And apparently there's a report out now that the Packers do want him back. Uh, after there was a report out that came out that said the Packers, kind of want to move on from him. I was going to say, so again, I, I, I swear to God, both of them, the Packers and Rodgers, are bipolar. One week they, they, they want to be together, next week they don't want to be together. It is a toxic relationship, and it might be best for both of them just to move on from each other. Yeah. You know, just to save us all from the uh, from the uh, the drama here. It's like an MTV fucking reality show. Uh, but um, I really think that I think the most sense is Rodgers to the Jets. I really do. And if that happens, holy shit. Like, living in the New York area as I do, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about, like, they're all of a sudden now, the Jets and Giants are fighting for the back page. Oh, yeah. Because let's face facts. The Giant, This is a Giants town, always has been, always will be. Uh, New York, North New Jersey is, and, and Connecticut, well, Eastern Connecticut anyway. That's all. This is all Giants territory. Yes, there's some Jets fans scattered about, but this is Giant. This is the Giants. This is the Giants territory. This is let's face facts. Um, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers with the team that they already have set up there with that fucking defense, yeah. with a fucking with the uh, uh, that running back, that kid that. Would have been up for rookie of the year if he didn't get hurt, and then they have the rookie of the year wide receiver anyway. Yeah, and yeah, like you, dude, and then you put Aaron Rodgers on that team. Holy shit, dude! Like if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, and this is not hyperbole, this is not just making shit up and pulling it out of thin air. The Jets have become a Super Bowl favorite. 
Overnight, favorite? the Jets become no. a Super Bowl favorite. Absolutely. Uh, they become Bowl one of the top three or four teams. A contender, I can first. agree to. A Super they Bowl become, contender, you know. I mean, they they will definitely That's give, what I mean, though. With, no, I'm not, I don't mean the unequivocal okay, Super okay. Bowl favorite. That's, I mean, that's what I thought. one of the top three or four teams, the teams that are always considered Super Bowl favorites. Okay. They go up there with the Chiefs. They go up there with the Bills. They go up there with... Uh, uh, who else would we put up there? Uh, the Bengals. Uh, and I guess for now, the Eagles. Yeah. They're up there. All of a sudden, the Jets might knock the Eagles out of that top four area of considering for the. All of a sudden, your top four contenders for the Super Bowl, as far as favorites, would be AFC teams, which makes sense. Right now, the AFC is the stronger conference. Yeah. Uh, but holy shit. Like, so if that happens. That's a and I think that's what I mean. That's a it's such a better situation than people are saying. Like either uh, it's either the Jets, the Packers, he stays, or he goes to Vegas. Now Vegas, he has Devontae Adams. That's yeah. great, but Vegas isn't set up the way the Jets are. Like yeah. the Jets are set up right now as a team to fucking go. Yeah. They just need a quarterback, and we saw that this year. The Jets were a very good team. They just didn't have a fucking consistent quarterback, you know, yeah. and they lost so many games because of that quarterback. You know, they should have won that game against New England if they had a competent quarterback, but they didn't, you know, and so you lose six to th- or, or nine to three because the, the the Patriots get a run back on the very last punt of the game because you can't score. And then you go out and say, no, nah, we didn't let our defense down. Uh, we, we, did, we did fine. You did fine. You moved the ball two yards. <laughs> yeah, the entire yeah, second fucking half, two yards was your yeah. total offensive output. The <laughs> fuck out of here. Zach how, Wilson. how surprised would you be, though, if he just flat out retires? Um, because me, like me, kind of like, I guess looking for the drama, reading between the lines of Aaron Rodgers has come out of his dark retreat or whatever they called it, and even before he went in, when he was on the McAfee uh, McAfee show, and he said, um, you know, he feels once he comes out of this retreat, he'll feel a lot closer to making a decision. Well, I mean, yeah, a decision could be what team he wants to go to, but. Also, on the flip side, I take it as, do I want to keep playing football or do I just want to retire? And, okay, but let, you know, me, let, me, let, me, let me pose this question to you. Okay. Has, has he really, does he look like, has he said or has he done anything that makes you feel or think that he's done? Like that he's even leaning towards that? Honestly, I mean, with how... I don't. How, I don't see that. His relationship with Green Bay the past couple of years, he just seems like he's run down. Like he's, he's just right, tired of it. But that's what Green Bay is. So that, to me, would lead him to be out of Green Bay. But the way he speaks, especially if you listen to all his – the way he talks on the McAfee show, um, it, it strikes me as I'm, I'm kind of done with Green Bay, but I'm not done with football. I'm not done with competing. I still have a, I, I like he still. I think he even mentioned a couple times like he still has a, has a competitive fire. Yeah, like he still likes doing that. And he talks about that a little bit with like with his golfing and uh, uh, his other shit that he does. Like he's like he he still says that he has that, and nothing quite does that like football and all that stuff. So I like, like I said, I it doesn't feel like it's gonna be a retirement. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to retire yet. I think he wants to add a couple more notches uh, to his – because he's a Hall of Famer. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, without anyway. a doubt. Uh, but I think he he still feels like there's another couple of notches he wants to put on there. I think he wants another ring just to kind of be like, you know, uh, I got another – you know, like, um, um, you know, I may not be Tom Brady, but, you know, I'm yeah. there. I'm, I'm the, the most accurate and best pass. I'm a better passer than Tom Brady. I'm a more accurate passer than Tom Brady, which he is. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Aaron Rodgers may be the best pure passer when it comes to just throwing the ball accuracy. Like anything like you watch some of this stuff. It is amazing. No matter how you feel about him personally, whether you, you like his 
you know, kind of out there fucking attitude, which I personally am fine with. I like that kind of, you know, I like people who are their own shit yeah. and you know, go to the beat their own drum and, and, and all that kind of shit. So I, that doesn't bother me. It does bother some people. How dare he go and take drugs and find himself, that asshole. Uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe you should try that, uh, Bob. Um, <laughs> Why is it going to be Bob? I, I just, I always see people like that as Bob, you know, and not Robert, you know, Robert, Robert seems like, you know, all right, you know, but Bob is just a judgmental asshole. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I see, like, I just, I, I don't get that feeling that he's going to go ahead and retire. I get that feeling that he's looking to kind of cement his legacy, like leave Green Bay, have success somewhere else and be like, you know, look at, look at me, look what I can do, you know? Yeah gonna have that kind of that you know he's gonna go win the super bowl he's gonna do the dx chop on the fucking stand get his fucking <laughs> championship belt out and uh and do all that kind of shit you know nwo for life um so that just seems to be the feeling that i get and i i have the feeling that the best setup for him um is definitely if he goes to the jets that team is ready to go it has everything in place. All they need is a quarterback. And now you're going to put a first ballot Hall of Famer quarterback who's a four-time MVP, one of the last two out of three MVP awards uh, with all that talent and that defense ready. I, come on. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's what I mean. It's like if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets, the Jets immediately get better. And if you want to have like a reclamation project on Zach Wilson, who better for him to learn under than fucking – uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who apparently has already talked with him and has kind of a little bit of a relationship with Zach Wilson anyway. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So I think you do that. And I think it's great. And other people say, like, he can't, they don't think Aaron Rodgers can handle the New York media. I think he's got the the best temperament for it, which is going to be, ah, fuck off. I don't care. Like, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. got that kind of, you know, well, you guys are going to say, ah, yeah, whatever. Uh, just, Relax, you know, he's got R E L A X. Here's some like, here's some shrooms. You know. I'd like to do some shrooms. I don't know, but that's what I mean, is I just feel like he, he will get and not only that, if he starts winning, the media's gonna suck his dick. Oh god, yeah. Then, then I think he, if you're he, successful he will, with the Jets, the fans are gonna love him. Yeah. The media's gonna he's gonna get all that support. He's gonna get a huge amount of support. Um and you wanna know something, Jimbo? What's that? Speaking of support. Stay tuned, sports is brought to you by Manscaped. Oh, Ooh, look at yeah. a transition, baby! What a transition! I was oh, actually, God. I was actually going to say, you know, when Aaron Rodgers came out of his his dark retreat or whatever, he may need some manscaped to, you know, clean he up may his need beard. some manscaped to go ahead and trim up the the bushes there. Uh, by the truth, four days not doing anything, sitting in the dark, you don't see anything. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, yeah, stay tuned, sports brought to you by Manscaped. By manscaped who is the best of men's below the waist grooming as we're talking about that baby Aaron does need uh, their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels at rhymes. That's pretty good, right? I think so. Manscapes performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men world worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. And listen, it's just for you because we love you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STSports18. You do that at manscaped.com. Um, I'm telling you, man, this Manscaped stuff is great. Aaron, if you're listening, you need to trim those bushes there, make the tree stand taller. I don't know. Maybe you get, uh, I don't know. He hangs out. Who was who that last girlfriend he had? She was pretty well, cute. I think it was like an Instagram model or something. Uh, oh, that, I'm talking about the actress. Who was the actress? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget uh, the name. What is her name? I can't remember. But yeah, because uh, uh, Shailene Woodley, that's the one. Because he was with her. And like, he's apparently like still close friends because she was friends with Miles Teller. He's close with Miles Teller. And then by, by facto with them and his wife, Kaylee, they're close with Taylor Swift. And uh, like he was singing Taylor Swift in Hawaii and all that stuff. So listen, Aaron, if you're looking to bag Taylor Swift, but you might listen. I don't know. I, I don't know if Taylor Swift and him are on the rocks. You know, you do a little shaving down there below. All of a sudden, you're getting a you're getting a whole album written about you. How great is that? Uh, <laughs> that was a long way to go for that. I was gonna say, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut because everybody knows how I feel about Taylor Swift. 
But I will say, I, I will add beautiful and that you'd nail her in a heartbeat. I yeah. will I will add I actually just got the their their clone from Manscaped. So Aaron, the wife cannot stay off me since I got it. So you know, splash a little bit on you and Taylor Swift should be swifting over to you. <laughs> anyway, with the performance package 4.0, uh, listen, it's game changer, guys. Inside of this package, which is the performance package, and it's the 4.0 performance package, you're going to get the lawnmower, which is what we're talking about, about your balls, about your area there, around the old uh, uh, the old uh, the tackle box, if you will. I, I don't know. What do people call it? I have no idea. You get all that there. Uh, you get the weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer. Because no girl wants to be sucking on your ear, and the next thing you know, they get a hairball because they're, you know you got hair coming out of your ear. Or maybe you go up, and, hey, give me a kiss, honey, and you got these giant nose hairs coming out of you, looking like an old man from the eighteen hundreds. Who needs that? <laughs> you don't need that. That's why you got the weed whacker in there. You got the crop preserver ball deodorant. God, this is the best. If you want your nuts to smell great, and you do, trust me, because balls smell terrible. Even after you just take a shower. 15 minutes later, your balls are going to smell like balls again. Who wants that? No lady wants that. I can tell you that. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, uh, it smells amazing. I can't stop smelling my own balls when I put that on. It's amazing. I'm telling you. I'm just hovering over my crotch all day. People (laughs) give me weird looks on the bus, but it happens. Uh, You got the Crop Reviver Toner. That's also there for your balls, too. You need to give them a little spritz there to give it a little, you know, make them a little, uh, you know, like, oh, yeah, no, fresh, nice. That's what you use the toner for. Performance boxer briefs, which are the most comfortable pair of underwear you will ever own. Because after you do all this work on your undercarriage, you're going to want to have nice support and comfort. You want, you want them to be comfortable, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, we all want our balls to be comfortable. We all want the area to never be pinched up or 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 bunched up or, you know, just... Not, like you don't want to feel like gross. Yeah. You know? But exactly. that's why these boxer these boxer briefs are absolutely amazing. And then you get a travel bag to hold all of this stuff. So when you're going around, you got a business trip to go to, you know, a business trip with maybe, you know, your side chick is out there. I'm not I'm not judging. Allegedly. I'm not judging. Allegedly. But if you're one of these people that happen to have a side chick, do you think your side chick wants to get a face full, a mouthful of hair when you go and meet her? I don't think so. That's why you have the travel bag to go with you. I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Ever since uh, Pat anyway. McAfee got sued by Brett Favre, allegedly, I've been using that word a lot lately. Even when it doesn't even matter, just say allegedly, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> oh. uh, but trust me, folks, you are going to want to get this stuff. We've tried it out. The reason we're raving about it is because we use it. We've tried it. It is legitimately the best thing you will ever buy. And if you go to manscaped.com right now, put in the code STSports18, you're going to save 20% off and get free worldwide shipping. Not just free shipping in America, not just free shipping in North America. You're getting free shipping anywhere. If you're in Europe, you're getting it. If you're in Australia, you're getting it. If you're in the Congo, you're getting it. No matter where you are in the world, you're getting, don't we have a listener in Congo? I think so. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the map yet. But anyway, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. You'll be getting free shipping. ST Sport eight, ST Sports 18. I don't know why I didn't put the S on that one. <laughs> ST Sports 18 at checkout at manscaped.com. That'll get you your 20% off and the free worldwide shipping. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Fun fact for you, King, about Manscaped. They ship out of New Jersey. Do they? Yeah, because when I purchase, you know, whether it was the cologne or the deodorant, I'm gonna probably get the body wash. I want to see what that that smells like. Um, I I stock my my orders, whether it's Amazon or Manscape, and it does ship out of New Jersey. I was like, oh wow, I wonder if it's close enough that King could pick it up for me. Jersey baby. I try to so, tell everybody, Jersey is Jer- people seem to have this idea of Jersey of being bad. Jersey is actually wonderful outside of camden and like elizabeth and newark new jersey's great see now, and you, Bayonne. Bayonne now, you know how, now you know how it feels to be me with philly philly's not bad either and everybody thinks oh, it's, it's dirty philly's terrible <laughs> philly is camden with taller buildings i'll tell i'll tell you what me and the, the oldest went to a concert over summer uh at camden i forget the pavilion's name um uh, i think yeah i know what i know which one you're talking about yeah right and uh, we left the concert at 11 o'clock at night or whatever. 
and we're walking and my son's like you know he's he's near me but he's trying to talk to people i'm like dude new just head down walk straight don't answer questions <laughs> you just, don't know these people <laughs> it's just a general smart idea um in some places you know you have to play good block bad block yeah you do we all do it you all have to you have to know your surroundings have a good idea of where you are like what like stuff like that always reminds me of that that uh uh there there was this like really you know like hippie dippy couple that decided they were going to go trek across the middle east and meet all the people out there and show that we're all just people man like we're all just humans and they were going to they got beheaded <laughs> they immediately were captured and beheaded out there uh i believe it was in syria wow. so uh again know your surroundings use common sense know that you know uh uh it, wherever you are or whatever you're doing you're not being inappropriate or you're not being a bigot or a racist you're just use common sense yeah that's and, all. Uh, and just know uh, uh get in and get out <laughs> as fast as you can speed walk and, and uh you know you it's it, it reminds me most of the godfather like you don't look anybody in the eye but you don't look away either you know you just, kind of, just <laughs> yeah. walk confidently just keep on going you know like one of those things uh but yeah uh outside of, outside of like camden and outside of like elizabeth uh and newark like that's the thing there's a uh, um, I, I don't know if anybody knows this. I I like the cannabis. Oh, really? I like the marijuana. Okay, I, I would never have guessed. Uh, and it's legal here in New Jersey. We can go by. There is a, and I'm relatively close. I'm right across a bay from uh, Elizabeth. Okay. And there's a dispensary right in Elizabeth. I could go there in ten minutes, pick up my stuff, whatever, if I wanted to, and and be back home. I don't do that. I go out to, I think in Maplewood. Uh, it's a little bit farther. It's about, you know, 15, 20 minutes away. Okay. Uh, but uh, but it's not Elizabeth. Because you have to know your surroundings. You have to <laughs> know where you are. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I understand that this is closer. But is it more convenient <laughs> if I get robbed or shot yeah. on the way there? You know, uh, and there's already been a couple reports of that around that area. So... Which is not unusual. I don't know if anybody knows Elizabeth, New Jersey. That's not that uncommon. So it's not. It's not that it's that there's a dispensary there. It's just that it's Elizabeth. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that just goes to the point of you, you just you just move on. So, uh, but yeah, no, Jersey's awesome. So, uh, so there you go. So, Manscaped ships out of New Jersey. Way to go, Manscaped, making a good decision, doing business in the Garden State. Philly is uh, awesome. And, um, so we had XFL. <laughs> Slip that in. Uh, that that was that was a rough segue, but hey, we got there. <laughs> well, no, I was just trying to speed past. That. I said Philly's a, a nice town to be at, and just go oh, right no, to go right to the no. next subject. <laughs> but no, the XFL. Well, it was, and and uh, and uh, first of all, go Battle Hawks, caca. Uh, not for tonight though. You're gonna be caca in oh, the yes, ground. Oh yeah, you're playing playing Seattle. That's right. So yeah. Seattle, uh, be... Seattle is my my team that I'm rooting for this year. And in future years, uniforms. yeah, I don't know if I like the uniforms more than the helmet, or the helmet more than the uniforms. But the the, the helmet definitely does stick out. The Here's the problem with this version of the XFL: uh, the Rock went cheap with the uniforms. Yeah, because uh, they all basically look the same. It's like a templated uniform set, which is which is a shame. I think the uniforms were better with the Vince version of the XFL yeah. in 2020. Um, it's a shame that they didn't just try to keep that and move on with those that you know the rock felt like he had to put his own stamp on it yeah uh, and that that stamp that he put on it was generic uh so that's a shame uh especially like when it comes to the battle hawks helmet like it, it's okay but it's not it's not great i don't think it's as good as the the one they had in 2020 uh but this but seattle's is a fucking banger man what a banger of a helmet that thing looks great I'm waiting for them to get like that type of merchandise on their 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 website, the XFL's website, because during that game, I was like, you know what? I'm depending on the price, obviously. Um, I want to get a Sea Dragons jer uh, jersey. They don't have them just yet. They're in the process oh, of, of making. Oh, there's supply issues, and they're doing all kind of stuff, dude. Yeah. I want to get like if they start if they start busting out mini helmets. Yeah, uh, I'll get them in a heartbeat. I want the 
I, I like that Sea Dragon's helmet. Uh, the Houston Roughnecks one? Eh, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, Texas flag trying to do a thing. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a yeah. lot going on in that helmet. There's a lot going on in that helmet. Um, so I know we talked before the 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 episode tonight. Um, so you only got to see the Battlehawks game and a little bit of the Sea Dragons game? I saw a little bit of the Battlehawks game uh, against the, the San Antonio Brahmas. Um and I saw a bit also of the the Sea Dragons and the Defenders, DC Defenders. Did you which, see? Which, by the way, oh, go ahead. what a fucking atmosphere, by the way. I was going to say, did you see when they, they took the, the beer they snake away? the beer snake away, which is, I'm sorry. Yeah, you don't, don't do, do that exactly. to the DC folks. <laughs> don't do that to the DC folks. Well, how about, fucking- how about a few minutes after that when they did, I think it was a, a pick six? And all the freaking beer getting thrown up in the air like it was like New Year's Eve. Like soccer. It was, yeah. First of all, it was like a very soccer atmosphere, which I enjoyed. And then they were chucking the lemons on the field. Yeah. Like, give us, they were just trying to give us back the beer snake. We want the beer <laughs> snake. Like, it was, what a fucking atmosphere. That was, that was fantastic. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm sorry anybody wants to shit on it or do anything like that. You just hate fun. You yeah. just hate fun. I'm sorry. That shit was fun. DC looked like they had a blast. Uh, the games... Um, I'm again, I missed the Saturday games, uh, but the Sunday games, you know, it was a little slow, it was yeah. a little slow to start off with, but re- both were good. I mean, at the ending, at least of the, of the, uh, St. Louis and San Antonio game was, was a fucking banger. Yeah. Um, with St. Louis coming back with what a minute, something left. Like I like you know, that's the thing I like about those rules. Like, you know, oh, you can go for a three point conversion from what was it? 15, 20 yards out, whatever it is. Yeah. You get that, and then you go for the onside, which is a fourth and fifteen, which is, I think, a better idea than doing the onside kick, which the NFL has neutered to the point because you can't run up, you can't overload a side, you get like there's basically no chance for you to get it. And the funny part is they've come to the NFL owners with this style of a quote onside kick, and they didn't get enough votes for it. I think eventually it will, and I think also the kickoff will as well. I, I like I've talked kickoff. about this from the original, from the well, not the original, but the 2020 XFL when they did this kickoff, and everybody was like, "I don't know about that. I don't know about that." And then we saw it in action, and I was like, "This is a way to get fucking kickoff returns back." Yeah, and and be like, safe about it. And you don't get the run up, so you take away a lot of that impact, which everybody's yeah. worried about. You got a chance for a fucking return. You get like what I mean. I, I love that idea for it. And I think the NFL eventually will pick up on that. Like, cause uh, listen, at this point, you've already neutered the kickoff to the point where it's touchbacks happen. What? 95, 94% of the time. Yeah. Like, it's like, why, 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 why do that? T- let, let the game breathe, you know, let the game, you know, uh, uh, you know, like, like let the game be the game. Yeah. That's the other thing is like they've taken a lot of a lot of excitement out of the game by doing that kind of shit and having rules all for the safety. Well, here's something that addresses the safety but still allows there to be football to be played. Yeah, and um, we got some good returns too out of it. It wasn't like you know I, they're they're lined up what five ten yards from the the receiving team. Oh, they're going to attack them within five yards. Still got 20, 25, 30 yard returns. Like I don't like the idea of getting rid of the extra point, like having the kick be the extra point. Um, I, I do like the tiered. Have, I, I like the tiered. I like points. having the tiered version, but if you're going to move that to the NFL, I think do that with the kick. Okay. I see. Yeah. Like you know, like if you're going to have like if you go for one, two, or three points or whatever after a touchdown or do something like that, do it. Like if you're going to go for like a three point thing, have it from like 55 yards out or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, make it be something. Have it be like like something really like that. The other rule, because then all of a sudden it's you know it makes it, it really you know does shit like that. But I think that's a way to evolve the game with keeping it interesting, yeah. keeping it safer, you know, but also having it still be football. The other rule that I would like to see them uh, take from the XFL, and I know this is going to probably trigger you, the challenge. You could challenge anything you want. As long as you're specific about it and you only get one, I believe one and a half, they said, as long as you have the timeouts. So, for uh-huh. example, the, the Jalen Hurts fumble where there was uh, hands to the face against the defense could have been offsetting 
or, or uh, called back, we, you could have challenged that. You could have challenged a non-call. I like it. Um, to that extent, but here's the thing, and this is the other thing I want the NFL to do, is what the XFL does and have absolute transparency with the replays. With how Dean Bellino, but however you say his name, up in the, the booth Dean there? Blandino. My yes. God, did you have a stroke? <laughs> I think I Dean did. Brandon. Bandito, uh, Frito Bandito. Sorry, um, I'm, I'm down in the, the recording into the, the bar, and I looked at my Jameson's like, oh, tomorrow night, and so I kind of took a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, like having that, showing people, hearing the conversation, being like, this is why, like, you, if you remove the mystery of it, you remove the whole, oh, this is rigged, oh, yeah. this is fake, oh, this is bullshit. You hear the conversation, you hear what they're saying they see. And therefore, you're saying like this is this is what I'm seeing. This is what you're you see this. I see this. Da da da. Ba ba ba. And you get it all there done. Like that needs to happen. I know the NFL likes to keep shit sheltered and likes to keep things like that. But I, I think they can do that. And again, you take the mystery out of it. You take the you know the the shadowy element out of it, where people are like, oh, that's just. They're making that call because they they told them to, or they have that you know it's rigged or blah yeah. blah blah. Like that's the thing that I think the NFL needs to do is what the XFL does: have the people in New York, have the referee talk to them. The ref can look at it too, but have them look at it. They sit there, they talk, they confer, get it done. It and it takes less than a minute to get it done. Yeah, you don't have to sit there for five minutes with the referee looking on a fucking iPhone trying to find out whether or not it's something like that. You have somebody there with a fucking 75-inch television looking at it being like, uh, this is what I see in fucking 8K quality. Yeah, This is what I see. This is what it is. Get the call right. Bing, bang, boom. Done. I think that's the I think that's the easiest way to do it. And, and kudos to the refs, too. Um, like I said, I, I only watched the, the, the Sea Dragons game towards the, I, I believe it was towards the end of the game. Um, there wasn't really a scuffle, but the one player for the sea dragons punched the guy punched the other defender and okay. the, the the one ref came up to the, the head ref and said i'm pretty sure i saw him punch somebody because i guess if he didn't throw it, it it was gonna be a personal foul no matter what but if he punched him it's an automatic ejection so the ref right. came up to the head ref and said hey i'm pretty sure i saw so-and-so punch him but i need confirmation so they called up to dean dean looked at it Took them a while, but they, again, they had like 78 different angles and was able to find the angle. Said, yep, he definitely punched them in the stomach, eye mac ejection, and they got the call right. And, yeah. you know, to go to your point, that's what the NFL needs. So you could get away from this. Oh, well, KC bought the, the refs off or the Eagles bought the refs off or, you know. Right. Like we know, like the whole point that everybody always talks about is getting the calls right. And again, I go back to the end of the Super Bowl. That call was right as much as people want to bitch about it. And say like, oh well, it's it robbed us of a great finish. Yeah, but you know, do you want a great finish? Do you want a story, or do you want the calls to be right? You can't have both. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing with the XFL is, you get the transparency, you get to see what's going on, and then not only that, but like during that call, like with the XFL, you hear the referees talk to each other. Yeah. Like they hear all that. Imagine that that calls made. And you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then you hear the referees talking to each other. What did you see? What did you see? He pulled his jersey. He pulled it right there. Because of that, it turned him around. That means, you know, he, he impeded him on his way to the uh, on the thing that's holding. You know, it's like, are you sure? The other refs come in. I saw it, too. This is that blah, blah, blah. Okay. You get like, yeah. you get the conversation. You, you remove part of that mystery. Whether you agree with it or not or say, oh, they're fucking us or whatever. You It takes part of that mystery away. It takes the, the, the curtain away so you know you hear it you see it and i think that's a huge part and i think the nfl is gonna have to do that yeah at some point and i think that's a I, you know if, if you're gonna do this if you're gonna do replay and do shit like that this is definitely the way to do it and they they did say on the the, the broadcast that the nfl is kind of working with the xfl i guess if there's some ideas the nfl wants to try that they'll try it out in the xfl yes. so i yes, mean when they Okay. When they were talking, when they were originally doing this, they said they were going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, if, if Roger Goodell or whoever's got a vote sees this working, sees the fans like these ideas, 
bring it to the comp- uh, competition committee to, to well, vote on and get again, it going. People liked the kickoff back in 2020, but I don't think the, the, the league went on long enough, unfortunately, because of COVID, yeah. um, that it, it built up any steam. I think we, I'm, I'm glad they brought that back so that people see that. Again, I, I don't think the extra point thing will, will transition to the NFL, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. If, if the NFL wants to play with that as far as the kicking game, I think I think they can work with that, but I don't want to see the kicking game be completely removed yeah. uh, from the NFL. I don't, I don't think it will be. Um, but I think the kickoff rule is something the NFL is definitely going to consider. Um, I think the 4th and 15 on side is something they're definitely going to consider. I think that one will come to the NFL before anything else. Um, I, th- I think... Those two things right now have the best chance of getting it to the NFL within the next three years. Yeah. Is the kickoff and the fourth and 15 onside. You might be right where maybe the onside gets in before the kickoff, but I think both of those within the next three to five years, both of those are in the NFL. No, I agree. Um, And then from there, I don't know about anything else. I would love to see the replay made transparent. Yeah, put the cameras in New York. Put the cameras in the replay room. Have the the communication between the referee and the replay guy there, where you can hear it uh, and see that. Listen, if if you don't want to have the referees on the field talking be broadcast, fine. I understand that, but having the conversation between the referee and the replay ref, I think that's absolutely a necessity, and I think that that would be fantastic because then not only that. You can see what the replay ref is looking at in the room. Yeah. You can see all that and you hear the conversation. So you're seeing what they're seeing. You're hearing what they're seeing. You're hearing the conversation. It takes the mystery away. It gets rid of that whole narrative, that whole, oh, it's part of the script bullshit. Like yeah. it, it all works. You know what doesn't work in the XFL? What doesn't work in the XFL? Paxton Lynch. You see that? That's that. He's the first. No. He's the first ever professional quarterback to be benched in the XFL, NFL, CFL, and AFL. Poor Paxton. Like, and you know what? Like, one aspect of it, I'm like, exactly, poor bastard. Just just hang it up. But let's look at the other side. He's a determined motherfucker. I mean, how many times do you got to get benched in some of these leagues until so, you say, you know what? Maybe I do suck. <laughs> Man, he was the... He was the successor to uh, to Peyton Manning. Yeah, he, he was and, a first uh, round pick and everything. And just to think, that was seven years ago, eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, my God. But as well, far as the XFL, hopefully, I mean, I know they said that the hey, the, the I, ratings. I will, give, I will give Paxton Lynch this. Still doing better than Johnny Manziel. Very true, because I don't even know if he's still in the, the fan-controlled football league. Remember the fan-controlled <laughs> league? Some fucking weird Vegas shit done in yeah. a warehouse? Oh, fuck out of here. He, they, were made, they were filming that shit in a Chuck E. Cheese. That shit was fucking terrible. You know, you know, you know what's bad when T.O. played there, and finally he was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm out of this place. <laughs> Dude, that was so bad. Oh, oh boy. Poor Johnny Manziel. Well, not poor Johnny Manziel. He did to himself. He's a fucking moron. Yeah. So kids, uh, kids, stay in school. Don't be like Johnny Menzel or Paxton. Lynch. Don't be like Johnny Menzel. Don't be an arrogant asshole. Don't think <laughs> you are who you are. You know, because uh, you're not. <laughs> yeah. The people who are, the people who are good, don't have to act like they're better than everybody else. They just are, and you can see who they are. So, oh man. Uh, what else? We, we talked about a lot today. Yeah, we did. For, yeah. for a day where nothing's going on, we talked about a whole bunch of shit. I was going to say, you know, you, you think it, it's a, a a slow season now, but we, we had some some good conversations today. Um, I think the Combine is either this weekend or starts next week, so we, it's going to start notching up a little bit each week now. Can I be honest? You don't the like the Combine? combine. No interest for me whatsoever. It's pointless. I just honestly, I only watch the wide receivers when they gotta do the look left, look right, and run straight. Because I just want to see one get pegged in the head. Like I just don't like. I I understand maybe there was a time where it was needed because nobody could really see any of these kids anywhere else. Yeah, there were no national uh, televised college games outside of Notre Dame. Uh, There was no. 
you know, uh, uh, getting video of all these kids and stuff like that. It's hard to travel out to all these places and yeah. do all the kind of stuff. So kind of bringing everybody that was going to be in a draft out to a singular location to do that and see, like, I get that. But nowadays, like, all these kids have like a fucking pro day anyway. Yeah. You can see all the film. You could, you can see more film on these kids than you can stomach. Like you see everything that you need to see. The combine is kind of pointless at this point. Like there's no real reason for it. So like, I, I like people talk about, Oh, the combine's coming up. Like, I, like what I, I, only, I only look Make at the combine. I, I only look at the combine as like a, a marking on the counter. Like, okay, combine gets here. And we only got like a week or two before free agency hits. And then I start getting and excited. Then not, not only that, like half the scouting takes that come out of the combine are wrong as shit. Yeah. Like people, you know, like you look at half of the scouting reports on like J.J. Watt. And obviously Tom Brady's a famous one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Patrick Mahomes, on stuff like that. And how they're saying like, uh, maybe a career backup, but they won't be anything. You know, J.J. Watt doesn't really have outside speed. Doesn't really have the strength. Can't do anything outside of a spin move. Eh, middling talent. Not really. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're talking about, like, these are first ballot Hall of Famers. Oh, these guys suck. Don't get them. It's like, like, all, all the Combine does is show you that scouts don't know shit about shit. One player I'll so, bring up. One player I'll bring up that helped his stock and was a flop. Mike Mamula. First ever player jersey I bought. Man, was I fucking wrong. Mike Mamula. There's a fucking pole from nowhere. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but one last plug I'll, I'll do before we get, uh, get going. Um, make sure you guys tune in Friday night over on YouTube, three wide TV. I'll be racing at Las Vegas. Not the best finish for me at Daytona was doing good. And then, um, I decided to speed on pit road. There should be no speed limits on pit road. <laughs> but I guess they frown upon doing 80 on in a 60. Um, <laughs> so well, I kind of do that anywhere. Um, yeah. you know, that's not, that's not a NASCAR thing. That's kind of a generally <laughs> accepted thing, uh, everywhere. So, Hey, at least you didn't get a ticket. Yeah. So, uh, but till next week, this is your good gen. Yeah. Let me try that again. Take wow. two. <laughs> Maybe you I are, am. You, okay. you really are having a stroke, dude. I don't know. <laughs> Go to the doctor. Get checked out. You Holy shit. I'm just going. Bye buddy King. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, everybody. Go battle Hawks. Go. <laughs>